All right. Just no. Just no. Look, I haven't even started the intro. <laughs> uh, it's what you did right before the intro. Okay, go ahead and get us into Thank you, thank you. Uh, welcome back officially, everyone, for our fifth episode of Repressed Humor Issues. I'm Ryan. And I'm the guy that has to do all the hard work on this. You are doing the heavy lifting. Thank you for this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm dan if you don't know by now. i was gonna say people might not know our listener base is growing and i'm gonna eventually stop referencing that i'm just but not anytime soon because you know how annoying it is and puts off people so that we don't gain too many listeners all at the same Look, time we don't need the windfall we have to slowly slowly step into it uh i got something though that's bugging the ever-living shit out of me if i'm being honest um so i don't even know how to describe this i don't know if it affects everyone but be that what it may you know sometimes it feels like and this is not scientifically accurate i get that whatever feels like what well, you've couched this in every single possible way that you can yeah to not make yourself responsible for the travesty you're about to discuss. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, as long as we've set that out so people understand. Yeah. So it, whenever it feels like the taste buds are coming out of the tip of your tongue, where you rub your tongue across the back of your teeth, and it's just that irritating, dull kind of pain or whatever it is, I have that going on right now. And it's just yeah. I always, I always thought I bit my tongue, right. or, or it's a canker sore in your tongue or something like that. I know exactly what you're talking about. That's how I feel in every single conversation that you and I have. Well, do you know how I tend to get rid of it though? And this is really like oh, it's it's oh, it's, oh, it's pretty bad. I mean, no, they can't. No one can see my eyebrows on this, but. Uh, I, I take tweezers and I pull on it. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. Oh, I, the show can't go on. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Why do you wreck it every single week? Well, like that's, that's my MO. Call me the wrecking ball. Call me the Miley Cyrus I, of this episode. <laughs> oh, Oh, I just thought of a new email address. You can't. <laughs> how many can I possibly get? <laughs> I, I don't know. There's lots of Gmail address opportunities out there. So I mean, anyways, yeah, uh, yeah I, I I get the same thing. Like I said, I I generally equate it to either it feels like I just nipped the end of my tongue yeah. or I uh, have a canker sore or something like that. It's that little white thing, yeah, exactly, on the end of your tongue. And, and no matter what you do. You cannot avoid aggravating it. Right. It's just and there. the worst thing that you can do is drink lemonade. Oh, oh. And realize, we talked about this before. I'm on a pretty restricted diet right now, and lemonade is one of the things I can have. So what I'm hoping is all the rest of the stuff that I've done to change my diet and such has eliminated the possibility that I'm going to get one of those damn things. Well, I, I'm like, I don't know. It's... Uh, it, it, Obviously, there's probably something I could Google to find the remedy for this. And maybe it is pouring salt directly on it or something like that. But I'm so like fucking sadistic that I'm like, I got a hot coffee today. And I'm like, I'll just dip the tip of my tongue in there and burn it off. No, stupid temporary relief. 
I, I don't even know how that's temporary because you burnt the rest of your tongue doing it. Yeah, it was, it, you know, on the grand scheme of like good ideas, it was not one. <laughs> that, that just reminds me of uh, the, the, you know, when you eat pizza when it's too hot and it burns the top of oh, your mouth. Oh, that's the worst. Stuff like that. <laughs> uh, that's not the worst. The worst, I played hockey a lot when I was a kid. Like we played outdoor hockey because I lived in Canada. So we're out there in like 20, 30 below playing hockey. And we'd come in in between periods while they shoveled the ice because it would be snowing while we were playing. And they'd give us that cup of hot chocolate that they made in that giant carafe. Uh, that never and cools off. And you're so, it never cools off. And you you just, there's no way to sip to see how hot it is. You just have to let it be the lava that it is inside of your mouth. And it burns every taste bud off for about three weeks afterwards. And then you play another hockey game and burn it off. It's a click. That's why I have taste issues and OCD about food is because that stupid hot chocolate burnt every taste bud off I had so many times. But, you know, you're, you're, there's another element of this as well. Uh, you're constantly juggling the physical hot cup because it's like one hand to the other or just like rocking your hands back and forth so you don't scald them because whether it be styrofoam or one of those insulated paper cups, it's not enough for what comes out of that carafe. So apparently, just so you're aware, they didn't have tables in Kansas where Ryan grew up because generally they just put it, put it on a table and you just let it go on the table. You didn't have to rock it back and forth. Look, I wasn't allowed to sit down between like moments my my father was a little uh, unwieldy. Okay, so one day we're going to have to do an entire episode comparing your dad to George Santos, but today is not that day. <laughs> I don't even know how to unpack that mentally. <laughs> I don't think I'm ready for that. <laughs> I don't think anybody's ready for that, and that's why we're going to do it. Uh, that's fair. Um, I do. I want to. I call it out. Um, I think we have a different advertiser this week sponsor yes so our sponsor this week is the delorean car company <laughs> so stupid so you're gonna notice a trend in this one because of the rest of the episode but we've decided that delorean would be amazing if they could make the comeback by advertising and sponsoring on the uh, sponsoring this show you know there's a real opportunity they they're coming back up they have a new car coming out i have high hopes it won't be a stainless steel trap that can't go above what i can't count very high so you'll have to help me on the number 88 miles per hour thank you thank you i just want to keep with my yes. 37 being the highest number i can count to <laughs> I've had cars that couldn't go above a certain speed before. Uh, I had a car when I was growing up, and cars are going to be the theme of this, everybody. So uh, I had a car growing up that um, every once in a while, the accelerator would just fall to the floor. And what you had to do when it was really cold, it would just fall to the floor. What you had to do is you had to drive it over onto the gravel on the side of the road, and it would loosen up because it bounced everything around, and then all of a sudden the accelerator pedal would pop back up. So I, we've had, I've had some crappy cars. I've never sat in a DeLorean though. I've uh, I've seen them in person. I've touched one. I've never actually been inside of one. So if John DeLorean is still alive, or if anybody out there knows John DeLorean or any of his family, and 
they want to make my day. I am a car guy. I would love to drive a DeLorean at, you know, the 42 miles an hour that it'll do around the little block that I have around here. No farther than that, because, you know, I don't want to be seen in the vehicle. I just want to have the opportunity to drive it. So if that isn't a glowing endorsement of the DeLorean, I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, I think they're going to be knocking our door down <laughs> for, for the wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we could go into reasons why they knock your door down, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> uh fair okay so we got a show today um and the theme today is the top 10 horrible cars that either ryan or i have driven yeah uh, okay and this came out of we had a um a conversation about a car that you recently drove and we'll get to that vehicle and you can s explain it at that time oh. but these are the worst vehicles that we've ever driven yeah, and I, I i'll make a point of clarification from last week our where each of us did a top 10 list. This time we've combined to do a top 10 list, so five each, to um, hopefully facilitate a more pleasurable listening experience. Though I really did enjoy talking about the, the music last week. That was a fun episode for us, which is all that matters. And we should talk about the change that we're making. We're going to try to go down to half an hour episodes, around a half an hour. So this is going to be a little bit shorter just because we're trying to make it a little bit more compact so that we can do more episodes. Because the problem is when we do an hour long episode, it actually takes like an hour and a half to get ready and that sort of stuff. This will just let us do more episodes in a smaller, more containerized format. It's, it's weird that it does take us an hour and a half to get ready because the whole hour and a half is me just doing my makeup for radio. And me doing all the stuff that needs to be done to carry on a show like this. My makeup's important. Don't interrupt my time. <laughs> and just so you're aware, if you go to the website, repressed humor issues with an S on the end, dot com, um, you'll see top 10 lists in the navigation bar at the top. You can see all of the top 10 lists that we're going to do over the entirety of this show. But you can also submit your own answers to the top 10 lists or submit an idea for a top 10 list. Just click on top 10 list at the top of the banner. And if you don't want to go there, you can still email us at repressedhumorissues with an S at gmail.com. Or clown, well, it was a clown college boy at gmail.com is still available. As God well. damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so your car is the first up on this. Number 10 is the Chevy Impala. Oh, okay. I'm going to give you the most brief story about this. It's a mid-aughts, I don't even remember, Impala. Had to swap it out with a friend for a week uh, because they needed, I had an SUV at the time and they needed my SUV to haul shit around or move. So the exchange was their Impala, which was in their words in pristine condition. I equate it to driving the Olympus Noodle I've ever driven in my life where turning it barely moved the tires because it was that unresponsive and it was the heaviest sled. I, I believe it was rear wheel drive that I've ever driven. And it just felt one of those cars that you like press into the gas and you expect a lot from because of how heavy it actually is curb weight. And it just revs up at the slowest speed possible. And you're like, why they even build this car 
This is so damn disappointing. So, Mid two thousand Chevys were not good. I mean, they were just bad. Um, you're going to see down on the lower uh, part of this list. I have a Chevy that's on this list as well. But uh, <clears throat> I did drive in one with one of my bosses at another job from about 15 years ago. And he loved that car. Now, realize this was in Wisconsin. So he already had the uh, ignition interlock system already in there. And I'm pretty sure I was just along to blow into it so <laughs> the car could remain running. But um, it it just it was the most it was a plastic death trap is what it seemed yeah 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 i it, it's just we'll leave it at that i i just chevy gm rather try harder <laughs> yeah okay so i'm gonna go to number nine on the list um and this one's a weird one because i only test drove this car okay but i test drove this car and it was so bad that I decided I am never going with this car make ever again. And that's the Jaguar (laughs) F-Pace. And the Jaguar F-Pace is their SUV. And so I'm a car guy. I don't know why I was looking at SUVs at that point. I was between my normal sports vehicles that I was in. And I thought, this looks like a really well-built, better version of Dodge Durango. And really what it was, was a Dodge Durango. Um, So I... You're looking at me kind of weird. They can't see the look in your face, but you look like you want to say something. Well, yeah, is, if we, it, this is just a point of clarification. Was this Jaguar era where Ford owned them or where they were back to whoever banks them now? Uh, I believe Ford still owned them up until 2014. This would have been a 2016 or a 2017. Okay, okay, okay. So this is the Jaguar era after Ford had done raping and pillaging all the technology they could out of which is a bad idea to begin with. But so anyways, this car, it it was so interesting because it didn't feel heavy. It didn't feel large, even though it was a fairly large SUV. I got the one, uh, I was test driving the one with the bigger engine in it. I don't even remember what size it was, but it had the eight cylinder engine in it. And you hit the gas and like your story with the Impala, it just didn't do anything. Even with an eight cylinder? they made a V8 in the jet. Well, that's what I'm saying. Even with that, well, hypothetically, yeah. that much power, it was just a dog. Yeah, that was a 300 horsepower SUV. And it just, it didn't feel like, it, this is the thing. It didn't feel like you were going fast, which is not a good thing for that vehicle. And then you try to turn, the steering wheel was dead in your hands. There was no road feel whatsoever. It just, it, it, the steering wheel was a mechanism to be able to turn you, but they had taken all the feel out of it. So you couldn't feel anything when you pushed the gas pedal and you couldn't feel anything when you turned it, but you touched those brakes and you had a completely different experience with that car whatsoever because it just wanted to do weird shifty things with the body roll in that car oh. when you hit the brakes. Oh. So... I, I took it for a test drive that lasted for about three miles and then told them, okay, thanks. I know what I need to know and got out of my car and left. I, very good call. I, 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 I've never understood. Uh, I, I've only been in a couple Jags, never the F-Pace, but um, I don't know. It, they're pretty to look at. I'll, I'll give them credit there. I think they're actually nice in that capacity, but I've only heard shit about their build quality. Yeah. And I also test drove at one point a Jaguar F-Type, which is the two-seater, mm. which was a lot of fun to drive, 
but you literally the trunk in this thing literally you couldn't put a backpack in it it was so small oh my god and because you didn't have a rear seat if there's two people in it you couldn't bring anything with you unless you wanted to sit on your lap it was a horrendous vehicle oh so, but we got to keep yeah, moving yeah, yeah, here yeah, yeah, or else yeah, we're going to yeah. go over a half limit so number eight on our list is another ryan vehicle it is the chrysler sebring convertible okay oh my god this is bad uh a convertible i don't get it i don't get it i'll never understand a fucking convertible i don't care if it's california and the wind's blowing your hair get a t-top t-tops the wind that that's what you should do a t-top it looks more aggressive but this sebring convertible i owned it for a bit it was passed down to me oh my nothing good about this car one of those vehicles that never should have rolled off of any production assembly line just an atrocious vehicle so many problems in the shop all the time no tires fit on any of the rims i put on there and i got the rims replaced because i was like oh maybe they're warped nope nope nothing was good and i'm sure there's some mechanical reason that it was happening i was not willing to invest more time money energy or emotion into that piece of shit I didn't even care if they, I paid them to take it at that point. Yeah. See, and I cannot remember a single time in my life where I even touched a Chrysler Sebring. I owned a lot of bad Chrysler vehicles when I was young. I had a spirit, uh, as Plymouth at that yep. point, I had a spirit. I had a Sundance. Um, I had a, Sundance. uh, they, uh, they had another version of that vehicle. I owned a few of those because they're just the cheapest cars that we could get. My parents helped me buy them, um, but they were just like little time bombs. I hated yeah, I, everything, but I can tell you, I don't think I have ever, without intent of causing damage to, ever even touched with my any part of my body a Chrysler Sebring. You're better for it. Well, the next car is going to make everybody laugh on this because when you see this up on the website, when you see this list up on the website, I've included pictures of it. It is the Mustang LX four-cylinder. Now, I have a picture of the five-liter that I've got in there because I don't even want to show the picture of the four-cylinder version of the Mustang LX. This was mid-1980s, trying to make a fuel-efficient car, they really wanted to sell the 5.0. They really wanted to sell the Cobra. But this was supposed to be Ford's way to be able to get the regular passenger car. And I owned this thing. It was a stick shift. It was the first stick shift that I ever owned. And a stick shift and four-cylinder together just made it a horrible vehicle to drive. You know, I can't drive stick still. Oh, wow. I, I, I'm Yeah, I'm an auto. I, here's the thing. I'm I'm at the point where um, my Audi um, has paddle shift mm -hmm. and I don't even use it because the automatic transmission is so much better at shifting than I ever was for me to think that car would be good with the stick shift. They don't even make it with the stick shift. Anymore. Interesting. Um, the, the, the transmissions, because, you know, a seven speed transmission or an eight speed transmission is just going to flow through those gears so quickly. It, it's always going to be better than you at doing so. And that's why don't buy a Honda and don't buy a Nissan that has a CVT transmission in it. We could talk about that another day. I watch a lot of TikTok videos that are basically how the chains fall apart, the, the bands that actually make them work fall apart. 
Uh, I don't put them on the list because I never owned a Nissan or a Honda. I refuse to own one, but stay away from anything with a CVT engine. The CVT transmission. Noted. Okay, so to keep us going here, my number six, and this one Ryan is going to be upset about, but it's the Pontiac Fiero. I am upset by this one. I like this car. (laughs) Okay, so here's the thing. I've only driven it. I've never owned one, but I've driven them. And you feel like this is the most constricting coffin that you've ever ridden in. And the one that... uh, the one that I drove had that big freaking wing on the back that weighed more than the rest of the entire car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and the paint, it does, the paint doesn't rust off. The paint doesn't wait for the steel to start rusting. It just starts peeling automatically. Yep. <laughs> and it's always in these little divots that turn into flakes that just peel back on the car. Mm-hmm. The, the, the paint quality, the, the, the motor in that thing, it looked like a fun car. It was a horrible car to drive. So disappointing because I, I, yeah, I, I do love that car. And maybe it's just nostalgic. I, I'll be honest. It could simply be nostalgic for me, but that does hurt. I, I don't know. I, I almost would rather have a Toyota MR2. I oh, mean, okay. there's, there's, uh, there's similarities between those vehicles. The problem is, again, you're not getting a trunk. You're getting a rear engine car that the trunk in the front yeah. has like four cubic inches of storage. Yeah, space. I was going to say, I, I, think my stepdad owned an mr2 and that was they got rid of it shortly thereafter because of the lack of any space like it was just impractical through and through but the fiero still near and dear to my heart i got you pontiac Mm -hmm. i got you (laughs) okay well then we'll let you discuss the travesty that is the number five on our list acura rdx okay all right this is actually a oh actually this one really irritates me we were test driving for suvs uh maybe four years ago five years ago something like that not that long ago and i wanted to test drive everything volvo not jaguar but test drove a land rover a bunch of different vehicles doesn't matter and my friend was like oh you'll love the acura go try the acura sure we'll try it i got in and i got back out and I never test drove this thing simply because of the center console that looked like a church organ of buttons. <laughs> not, wow. not limiting to one of those church organ buttons being the shifting toggles, if you will, to put it in drive there, which I'm okay. I'm okay with like three on the tree or something like that, or the actual console shifter. I can't do a button shifter. And I, I recently got into a different rental car where it had the buttons on where the air conditioner would be to put it in park and drive. I've never seen that before. And maybe I just haven't. The rotator switch on the Chryslers. Yeah. Well, this was. The Stellantis. No, the, these were physical buttons that you pushed. Oh, they weren't even like the knob. I know what you're talking about. This is buttons. Ah, anyway, Acura, get your shit together, go back to your roots. You can do better. Yeah. I owned a Lexus RX, uh, 330 for a little bit. And we were looking at getting a different vehicle and who I was with at the time, uh, drove an RDX and said there's no way you're ever getting me into this vehicle it will never happen 
So she had the exact same reaction that you did. Yeah. Okay. So, but we got to keep moving here. So I got to go to number four on the list. And this one's funny because it's another Chevy and it's basically the younger brother of the Impala and that's the Chevy Malibu. Oh. Let's put it this way. The Chevy Malibu was a, was a wonderful car for me because I had it for probably about eight or nine years oh. and I don't keep cars that long. But the only reason that I had it was because I couldn't afford anything else at that time. This thing, um, I could go to Walmart and get tires on the car for less than $150 oh. or all four <laughs> installed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they were just the most generic tires. Um, every time I uh, got the oil changed, I was also putting in a gallon of uh, uh, radiator coolant because the head gasket was so eaten through in all of those motors um, that I was going through a gallon of radiator fluid for every 3,000 miles that I drove. Shit. Um, I had both of the springs on the front struts peel like bananas. One of them actually came flying out the side of the car while I was driving down the highway at about uh, 65 miles an hour. Ooh. This car was a giant piece of crap. When they actually came to tow it away, because it would still drive, but nobody was willing to get into this, the right rear wheel had seized, either the brake had seized or something like that. And when he started dragging it to put it up onto the flatbed, uh, he knocked loose a whole hive of bees that then swarmed the entire area. <laughs> Just, I'm sorry. All I can think about is Tommy Boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we got to keep moving yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Next, you're going to bring up your next Pontiac for number three. The fucking Aztec. Which is the Pontiac Aztec. God, the just like, mm, whoever had the, I don't know. The words are really hard on this one. It's just an ugly piece of shit with the weirdest blind spots clunkiest everything felt so underpowered uh, the most unenthusiastic interior i mean the outside sure you're looking at it and it's going to turn your head because you're like what would they do you know i'm thinking about this i'm not going to reveal it it's similar to our honorary mention yeah and we'll talk about that in a minute but i can tell you i would have had this on my list but i've only driven in one I have never driven one, so I couldn't put it on the list. Mm. We would have nine vehicles on this list because anywhere that you look, if you type in ugliest uh, production vehicle, the Pontiac Aztec always is number one on every single one of those. Although we're going to try to get a new one added to this list. We'll see. Uh, but we got to keep moving here because we got about three minutes left. Um, so I actually drove around in the free candy van. Uh, it was a 1980s Ford Econoline van. It was the vehicle my parents passed down to me when my sister needed the car that I had. So I drove that thing everywhere. It was it was awesome, but it was horrible. I blew the engine out on that thing, doing about 80 miles an hour, trying to go to my girlfriend's house. Just literally grenaded the entire motor. Is that the? Um, but we used to. Go ahead. I was gonna, is that the one that U-Haul uses basically for all their trucks? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. But imagine the 1980s version. Yeah. Yeah. I got that. I had a buddy that we rode it down a highway uh, close to my parents' house where I couldn't tell you how fast I was going because the 
needle in the speedometer was passed where it started where it stopped (laughs) (laughs) giving numbers and he's sitting there with his feet while he's in the passenger seat in those captain's chairs his feet up on the dashboard bracing himself because he was absolutely sure we were going to die effie (laughs) effie brace yourselves uh sorry (laughs) missed out fire quote anyway so that was number two um number one this is all yours i'm gonna let you introduce it the car that should never have been made. And I, I contend that the Pontiac Aztec has a place in history. This car should not. And that's the Jeep Gladiator. <laughs> the Jeep that no one needed, that no one wanted, that still to this day doesn't make any sense, that has the turning radius of a dinosaur. I don't even know. It's it's just pathetic. Got it as a rental car. They Also, sorry, not going to name the uh, company in case they want to be a sponsor later, but the manager special that they offered, they gave me two choices, Chevy Bolt, so I can c- catch on fire, uh, or the Jeep Gladiator. So I chose the Jeep Gladiator because I was like, maybe that won't catch on fire. I wish it would have. The, <laughs> there's no power. It was so funny. I gunned it i'm using quote fingers i think i got to seven miles per hour in the first 60 seconds but the engine sounded like it was going 1000 and this only had 7000 miles on it so it was not an old car and it just everything about it felt cheap just the cheapest plastic oh sorry i i could go on for a while about that Oh, it hurts my soul. God. But so here's the deal, Stellantis. If you stop making the Jeep Gladiator, we will allow you to be a sponsor of the show, but not until the Gladiator is killed. Fair. You must kill that vehicle. You must recall every single last one that you ever made. Yep. Put them all into one large pile and burn them and dynamite the remains. And, That's the only way you could be a sponsor. And I, I raise it another point that, and this is, I'm going to lose, we're going to lose listeners where I'm going to lose friends. I know friends that actually own this vehicle. When you recall them, I want you to charge every single customer that bought one, an additional $10,000 for stupidity. That's hilarious. I think honestly, we, they don't need to charge them. All they need to do is slap them tell them, did you learn your lesson and let them walk away? That That would be sufficient. And then maybe just give them a Dodge charger equally shit. So, (laughs) well, they're coming out with the EV version of the Dodge charger because the charger is killed till the EV version comes out. That should be interesting. Yeah. So, okay. So we've hinted to it a couple of times and there's an honorary car that belongs to us. The only reason that we can't, say it in our top 10 list is because neither of us has driven one uh, but it definitely without driving one we know it belongs really at the top of this list um and it's from one of our uh favorite people that owns a car manufacturing company hmm. uh, that uh his name rhymes with smilon um <laughs> it is the, the cyber truck that's the best you had smilon <laughs> Well, I could call him Car Karen. I mean, there's lots of things I could call I just him. meant for He's rhyming. Twitter Karen, he's Space Karen, he's Car Karen, he's Inheritance Karen, he's Karen for all, uh, uh, for everything. Fair. But 
but yeah, that's the Cybertruck. Uh, I, I have read and seen videos about how bad this vehicle is and how it shouldn't possibly even be able to pass the regulations in Europe about pass uh, pedestrian safety based off of the stainless steel has zero flex in it. But I've also seen where they're saying that when it hits a wall, you inside the vehicle, they've spent 25 years as car companies determining how to make crumple zones. And this one doesn't have them. You are turning to paste if you hit a wall in that vehicle. I think it's also, A, I don't see how they scale this. Um, B, it looks so sharp. Like, I don't think you could <laughs> safely run your finger across it and not cut yourself, especially with Tesla production issues being widespread, especially on the gaps. They leave one gap on this one. Granny's going to get a gash because she accidentally brushed up against Cybertruck. Thanks, Elon. You killed grandma. Yeah. Well, I mean, the tolerances are one thing, but there's zero flex in that stainless steel. So if you hit somebody with the front oh, of that vehicle or you back into somebody, there's no flex in the vehicle. The vehicles have been designed to take some of that impact and there's none. That person is dying and the person inside the vehicle is dying because if they hit them fast enough, they're just dead because they're going to get rattled around that inside. And if they're not, we're sending them to Texas so they can be executed for being stupid enough to buy a Tesla Cybertruck. I'm not going to lie. So I still want Elon Musk. You could be a sponsor on this show if you sell off Twitter so we can use it properly again yep. and you kill the Cybertruck. You know what? I'll concede on this. I would let the Cybertruck exist if he would sell Twitter. As long as he never sells any, just have a full parking lot full of them that never sell. I, I do. I will say I still want to try one just to be able to officially put it on this list. <laughs> I don't. I, <laughs> I, I, I can live with never that, that the the steering wheel on that stupid vehicle never being well, in my head. Which, the, if it has auto driving, technically I could do that, but then I end up dead anyway. The, the, in my neighborhood in Texas, I know of three of my neighbors that are early reservation holders, and one of them got a confirmation that their truck is ready next week. So I could see myself at least getting a test drive within the next <laughs> few months. And with that, I think we have to thank our potential sponsor for this episode, uh, the DeLorean Car Company. Yes. Thank you for, you will be giving us money uh, when you officially decide that the right thing to do is to sponsor us. And thank you and... for the better stainless steel design. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you for making a horrible vehicle but making it in a way that was so awesome that <laughs> movies had to be made about it. One movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, there was three, well, technically. Yeah, fair, fair. One series or whatever you franchise. But, yes. um, well, uh, I know we are at time. So um, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Um, please feel free to submit any of your top 10 ideas, feedback, comment, Please just send hate mail to Dan, repressed humor issues with an S at gmail.com or repressed humor issues again with an S.com. And I'm Ryan. I'm Dan. Stay salty, everyone.
just I know so I'm boring. so stupid. <laughs> I I apologize to everybody that listened this far. Bye. So salty. <laughs>